today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. You're always talking to him about everything, anywhere, anytime, pray continually. You know, when someone comes to mind, it could very well be that God has brought them to your remembrance. So you can, and it doesn't have to be this marathon, our Father which art in heaven, quit complicating prayer. It's just talking to the Lord. Lord, I, hey, would you, would you bless my brother, bless my sister? Prayer is one of the foundations of the Christian faith. Jesus himself had to get away from everyone to pray regularly. If the Lord felt it necessary to pray, how much more should you? Today, Pastor J.D. will be challenging you to make prayer a staple discipline in your life and to allow God to speak to your heart. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in the book of Philemon chapter 1 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. Paul's like, brother, I love you so much. And every time I pray, I pray for you and I thank God for you because of your love for God's people and your faith in Jesus Christ. And I pray for you. I wonder what he's praying for Philemon. I think it's a prayer of thanksgiving. Thank you for this, brother. Thank you for him. We have in the Middle East, in my Arab culture, a saying, it's actually a prayer, and it goes like this, God, keep them for me and me for them. I think maybe Paul prayed that way for Philemon. Keep him for me. I need this brother in my life. And keep me for him. It goes both ways. Have you ever thought about praying preemptively? It's a preemptive attack, if I can say it like that. You're going on the offensive. You're in front of it, ahead of it. Lord, and is this not how Jesus taught us to pray? preemptively. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. That's preemptive praying. That's praying in advance for God's protection, God's direction, prayers of thanksgiving. That's how he prayed for Philemon. First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verses 16 through 18 Paul writes, rejoice always, pray continually. What? How am I going to do that? Like when I'm driving. Don't close your eyes. That's, <laughs> you can pray all the time. It's an attitude of prayer. It's, it's continually praying all day, every day. I find myself sometimes, <laughs> needs to be often, more often, but I, I, because I'm kind of an auditory learner, you know what I mean by that? Where you kind of, you know you're an auditory learner when you go uh, to like Costco and you're telling yourself out loud what you need to get. So you have to hear yourself say it. That's a, don't look at me like that. It's not just me. I know it's not. I know you guys do that too. But because I'm an auditory you know, have that bent, I, I pray out loud. And there's merit to that too, by the way. 
And so I'm, I'm talking to the Lord. He's my friend. He said, call me friend. And I can talk to him anytime. And here's the thing, he's always available. I mean, he's never busy. I don't have to go through a secretarial screen. I don't have to leave a message. I can get through to him anytime about anything. And so I find myself throughout the day, especially in traffic. I'm not going to talk about traffic, so don't worry. (laughs) I've talked enough about traffic. But um, you're always talking to him about everything, anywhere, anytime, pray continually. You know, when someone comes to mind, it could very well be that God has brought them to your remembrance. So you can, and it doesn't have to be this marathon, our Father which art in heaven, quit complicating prayer. It's just talking to the Lord. Lord, I, hey, would you, would you bless my brother, bless my sister? Lord, I know they're going through a really hard time, and maybe that's why you brought them to mind. Would you just work that situation out for them? Or would you just be gracious unto them? Bless them. Bless them, Lord. Praying continually. I tell you, prayer changes the prayer. That's a play on words. Did you catch it? Prayer changes the prayer. It changes you. By the way, this is why Jesus would say, pray for your enemies. Yeah, no, huh? I'm not going to do that. They're my enemy. No, pray for them. And pray for those who speak evil of you. Oh, I'll pray for them, all right. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, God, kill them in Jesus' name. That's my prayer. Pray for those who despitefully use you, speak evil against you. Okay, how and why? How? And at first it's, it's, it's not an easy do, right? You start, you know, Lord, bless them. But you don't really want God to bless them. You're kind of doing a whole Jonah thing. <laughs> he didn't want Nineveh to repent. In fact, he said, I'm going to go up here and just kind of watch God torch you guys. Can't wait. You know, he was actually mad at God because they repented. You have to understand, the Ninevites were just, I mean, merciless and evil and brutal and wicked. They were the enemy, man. (laughs) They get saved? Yeah, no, uh uh-uh. Not going to happen. But here's what happens when you start praying for your enemies. You begin to now care about how they're doing. And all of a sudden you have an investment in God blessing them, and it changes your heart towards them, and it won't be long before you cannot stay angry with them when you're praying for them, because your heart changes toward them. So, and we're going to talk about this in a moment, just the mere mention of their name raises your blood pressure, right? But when you pray for them, and then the mere mention of their name, now, oh yeah, it changes everything, changes you. He says, give thanks in all circumstances, 
For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You know, we always want to know what God's will is. This is God's will. This is His will. It's the will of God. And there's always something to thank God for in all of your circumstances, as difficult as it might seem. This is actually talking about Philippians, another prison epistle, chapter 4. This is actually the cure for worry and anxiety. Did you know that? Paul says, here's how to worry about nothing. Pray about everything and thank God for anything, and you'll worry about nothing. That's how. Because that's how God's wired us, you see. Because the word thank comes from think. And the more you think about it, the more you realize you have so much to be thankful for. And when you start focusing on all that you have to thank God for, it changes the entire complexion of whatever situation you're in. It changes you. It changes you. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, Paul writes, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. The implication being that there's different kinds of prayers. You've got intercessory prayer, you've got all kinds of prayers and petitions, requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Do you get the impression that we're to pray continually, always, every time, every day, all day, all night, (laughs) every night? Yeah. And that's why. It's not, never imagine it as if God is saying, I'm going to get that JD to pray one way or the other. I'll make him a man of prayer. By the way, have you ever prayed, God, make me a man of prayer? Be very careful with that prayer, because <laughs> God will answer that prayer. Wait, did you just say, make me a man of prayer? I can just picture the angels giving charge concerning me, going, oh, no, no, you didn't. Oh, yes, he did. Here it comes. Yeah, I'm on my knees now. I'm praying now, aren't I? It's never a thing of God making us pray. It's God working in our lives in such a way that we will do everything we can to pray. And so now prayer becomes the first response instead of the last resort. I mean, you immediately, almost by default, go to prayer. Colossians 4.2, continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it, and here it is again, with thanksgiving. I don't know if it's possible to overstate the importance of this, but prayer is thanksgiving. Start off that way. Start off. Lord, thank you. First of all, thank Him for the little things that we take for granted. Oh, we take them for granted, right? Especially living here in Hawaii. Oh, we take so much for granted. It's a beautiful, thank God. Thank you for the koalas. Thank you for those doves that are singing. 
I don't like the minor birds so much, but thank you for them, I guess, too, you know. You know, they just make such a screeching noise, but I digress. But thank you for the birds. I, thank you that I have hearing that I can hear them. How about that? And when you start that way, what you'll find is that your prayer will just come to life. And here's, here's what will happen. And I know because... I've experienced it in my own life. And please, I I hope I'm not coming off like I'm this mighty man of prayer. I mean, who among us could say, yeah, I I pray enough? You do? Can I see you afterwards if that's the case? Because I don't know of anybody that could ever pray enough. I mean, it's really the opposite. I need to pray more. I need to pray more. But here's what will happen. When you start praying, prayer brings about prayer. In other words, the more you pray, the more you pray. I hate to say it like this, but for lack of a better way of saying it, you get addicted to it. And (laughs) there's actually a neurological explanation for that, because it releases all these God-given hormones and chemicals in your body, serotonin, endorphin, dopamine. And I always get a kick out of the secular, you know, research. Research finds that meditation is calming and has medicinal. I'm like, dude, how much, how many millions of dollars did you get a grant for for that. It's right here. I could have told you that for free. I mean, God's Word tells you that. That's the way God made us. Prayer. It's this last one that I want to spend the remainder of our time on. I think you'll see why here in a moment. And it's this question. Am I an encouragement to others? (laughs) I hope you'll kindly bear with me on this one. And the reason I ask you that is because it speaks to what I would argue is one of the biggest issues among Christians today. What I'm speaking of is being the Christian who is encouraging one another, loving one another, being a joy to one another. And how about this one? Refreshing the hearts of one another. I can't get over, and this is what I mean by intensely emotional, I can almost imagine, because I know Paul cried. He tells us that he does. He, was, he, he cried like a man. I mean, <laughs> he, he was a crier. I imagine him being very emotional when he's writing about this. Philemon, you know, I love you so much. You are such an encouragement to me personally. You're an encourager. You you encourage me? Paul, you're the one. You encourage me? No, you encourage me? And he says, you refresh, refresh the heart's of the Lord's people. You know how we say it, right? Oh, that's refreshing. They're refreshing. That's a breath of fresh air. It's the antithesis of stink. 
Instead of uh, talking stink, you're a breath of fresh air. You're very encouraging. I like being around you. I want to be around you. Uh, If I see you coming, uh, I'm going to walk to you, not run from you. I hope nobody came to mind when I said it like that. But that's the problem, isn't it? And we're not just talking about the in-person, as it were, dynamic. Let's talk about social media. What kind of posts are we posting? Are we encouraging one another at a time (laughs) when like never before, as Christians in this world, we need encouragement? Are we someone who brings joy? Do we refresh the hearts of people? I, I have to say this, and I don't have notes, so oh boy. I always uh, look to the Holy Spirit to season my words with grace. And, but this is just from the heart. One of the most grievous things to me personally is to see Christians attack other Christians online. I was thinking about this on the way here this morning, and I was thinking about the Apostle John. You want to talk about a very loving man, had a very sensitive heart. And, you know, he is, it's almost like he's pleading, you know, love one another. Be, be loving one to another. Just love each other. You know, as parents, how it is when your children are fighting with each other? Does that not just tear you apart? I mean, I remember when our boys were young and they would fight. It was just, I, I couldn't take it. I couldn't handle it. Can you imagine how much more our Heavenly Father, when we argue with each other, fight with one another, attack each other, falsely accuse one another, talk stink about our brothers and sisters in Christ, I, I truly believe that it just breaks the heart of God. It just grieves the heart of God. I think we have to be honest with ourselves. And we have to ask ourselves, am I the kind of person that people want to be around? Or Am I the kind of person that people avoid? Am I the kind of person that people block on social media? My posts aren't encouraging. They're attacking. I'm not refreshing. I stink. And that should never come out of my mouth, and that should never be posted on my social media. I have to say this as well, and again, I just appreciate you bearing with me on this. I have to ask the Lord to search my heart on this. 
because I am very prone to take the bait. And that's what it is, by the way. See, the enemy knows this. The enemy knows Scripture better than we know Scripture. And the enemy knows that the litmus test by which we will be known as disciples of Jesus will be by our love one for another. So if it's by our love one for another and how we treat one another that they're going to know that we're disciples of Jesus, then wouldn't it stand to reason that if we're backbiting and gossiping and talking stink and arguing and fighting with each other, that they would question? And make no mistake about it, the world is watching. And they're looking at this Christian attacking this Christian. And then you want to share the gospel with them? Or you're attacking them? The enemy wants you to do that. Because if he can get you to do that, you do his dirty work for him instead of him. He can just sit back and watch the show. He's got you doing his bidding arguing one with the other, fighting, posting horrible things, calling names, calling Christians names. Are you kidding me? And there's these YouTube videos that slander other Christians. The whole ministry is based on that. And again, I have to guard my own heart because I'm very susceptible to taking the bait. Oh yeah? All right, are we doing this? Let's do this. It's like the Lord said, no, 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 no. It's a trap. It's a trick. Don't take the bait. Yeah, but did you hear what they said about me? Yeah, I, I actually did. It's even worse than that. <laughs> That's just the post you know about. <laughs> There's more? Yeah. It must be really bad. It's, you have no idea. <gasps> and we want to fight back and defend ourselves. I've heard it said that if you defend yourself, the Lord will let you. More better. Let him be your defense, because he can do it a lot better than you. And if you try to do it, you will make it so much worse. (laughs) Let the Lord do it. Let the Lord take care of it. You've been listening to another edition of In Spirit and Truth. Thanks for tuning in to study the Word of God. Pastor J.D. has been teaching through the book of Philemon. This book is a personal letter from the Apostle Paul to a man named Philemon. The meat of the message is related to Philemon's slave running away and how Paul encouraged Philemon to forgive his slave who had come to know Christ. This idea of forgiveness isn't new, but it's not always easy to do when you feel you've been wronged. Forgiveness is truly an act of God in your heart. Are you wrestling with forgiving someone for a wrong they've done to you? If so, this book may be a helpful reminder that God calls us to forgive just as He's forgiven us. If you'd like to hear this message again, head over to our website, calvarychapelkaneohe.com. 
While you're on our website, you can access more of Pastor J.D.'s teachings like you heard today, including his weekly prophecy updates. There are many topics covered that might be of interest to you. Again, our website is calvarychapelkaneohe.com. If you're interested in listening to these messages on the go, search for In Spirit and Truth in the iTunes Store. You can also watch the Aloha Bible Prophecy Update at jdfarag.com. We're nearing the end of our time with you today, but we're glad you listened in. These messages are interesting and insightful, and it's something to look forward to. We hope you'll join us next time as Pastor J.D. will teach through God's Word, verse by verse, chapter by chapter, right here on In Spirit and Truth.